We are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. Hi, this is George Chikuris, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, welcome you back to TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television that makes you want to party like it's 1999. Speaking of Prince, we thought we'd spend a few minutes talking about the life and career of a man who in many ways helped define MTV, music television, while also cutting his own singular path through the heart of popular music for more than 30 years. Joining us now is author Jason Draper, reviews editor of Record Collector Magazine and a regular contributor to New Musical Express, Uncut, Metal Hammer, and Dance Today. Jason's latest book is Prince, Chaos, Disorder, and Revolution. Prince, Chaos, Disorder, and Revolution, an authoritative chronicle of one of music's true mavericks. We'll tell you where you can order Prince, Chaos, Disorder, and Revolution in just a second. But first, we began our conversation by asking Jason about the often symbiotic relationship between Prince and MTV. Well, sure, sure. They came out at the same sort of time, you know, and sort of the one, it's almost like one one held the hand of the other, and, you know, quite mutually as they sort of rose to fame together, you know. The 80s really was sort of, you know, you get the MTV generation. And, uh, you know, when Prince started to get a heavy rotation on that, it really upped his career as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because it certainly helped, I mean, you know, certainly from a programming um, point of view, it certainly helped that he was provocative because, you know, I mean, especially since he was he was coming. I mean, he was first starting. You know, around around the time when um, MTV was just getting its footing, and so anything that would attract eyeballs to this new to this new video channel had to be a good thing. Absolutely, and also let's not forget that you're talking about a black R and B artist as well, which is sort of you know that that that's double for your money, really. Someone like Prince and Michael Jackson at the same time. Uh, you know, I think Jack had beat it. Prince was first on there with uh, his first song on there was Little Red Corvette, and mm-hmm. sort of this sort of thing and this sort of worldwide exposure for these two guys you know, was, was monumental on many levels. It's easy to say that you know Prince pushed the envelope, but I think one of the quotes you have in the book is that I think this comes from Prince himself saying he pushed the envelope off the table. Of course, um, and and that that's certainly true, but he's always he he was always like that from the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you look at even earlier, before any of his videos was on, you know, got onto MTV around the Dirty Mind period, uh, there's also somewhere, somewhere else in the book where his manager has told him that Prince was wearing spandex live on stage without any underwear. And <laughs> you can't do that. You need to wear the underwear. So Prince, of course, goes the other way and he wears the underwear without the spandex. And he wore this trench coat and this dirty moustache and this neckerchief and high heels. It's quite an odd look. It's very, as you say, very provocative. And I mean, that is absolutely going to translate onto MTV. And I think if you talk about Prince pushing the envelope off the table, uh, one of his very earliest videos uh, from the 1999 albums, the same album with Little Red Corvette, is for a song called Automatic. And, uh, you know, that's pretty sadomasochistic video. It's quite extreme. If, if you had to describe Prince in one word, Jason, what would it be? <laughs> you 
can't do that. That's, that's, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's like trying to stop the rain. That's well. That that's true. That's true. But I mean, certainly, certainly a number. You know, just 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 going through your book, Prince Chaos, Disorder, and Revolution. Certainly, several words pop into mind. One of which is well, certainly artist. Another is kind of mercurial in that, and 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 the thing that kind of stems the fact that you know he he seemed to be born with this innate talent and this genius for for music. And you know, one one thing you can certainly say about Prince is that he had the courage of his convictions, and he he refused to be defined by anybody. Absolutely, and I mean that has been you know one of the main for someone who. Uh, has changed his mind a lot of times and has, you know, certainly changed his sound and his image and sort of is completely revolutionizing everything about himself. That is really one of the few sort of constants in his entire life, I think. And that goes back to when he was, you know, signing to Warner Brothers and they weren't sure whether to let him produce his own album. He was adamant that he would. And he sort of, he won that battle. And then, of course, 1999, he's adamant that it comes out as a double album and he won that battle again. And, you know, recently... He's been releasing albums over in the UK for free through newspapers and things like that. And so that's another battle, not with the record label, but over here there was a big hoo-ha with the stockists and people, record stores saying, well, if he's not going to help us out, we're not going to stock his records, you know, that sort of thing. So he's always been looking, I mean, you could say he's always been looking for fights, but it may be a more polite way to put it, but he's always been looking to sort, sort of keep everything under his own control. Well, that's that's true. I mean, and, and, and I think one of the, I mean, cer- certainly... You you go back to you know his relationship with with Warner Records, which is you know I mean it, I, I guess tumultuous is one way to to describe it. I mean on on the one hand um, he was he, he was delivering product that I mean, cer- certainly in the case of Purple Rain, which is which is which is still his most successful album. I mean he was he was making money for the record company, but at, but at the same time he refused to do. Things. I mean, he refused to do things the way a conventional artist would do, which would drive him mad. If you're if you're a record if you're a record uh, company executive, but if you're an artist, you should be true to yourself, shouldn't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I mean, one of the great you talk about purple. We mentioned Purple Rain, and then the follow-up around the world in the day. So you talk about Prince doing it his own way. He refused initially. He changed his mind later, but he initially refused to release a single and to release a promo video for it if you read, and, and everything like that. Um, and also, as he said himself, you know, how easy would it have been to follow up Purple Rain with an album that starts with the backwards version of the solo to Let's Go Crazy? Right. You know, and, but why would you want to do that? Like he said himself, you want to line all your records up side by side and not get bored. Uh, so, of course, it drove Warner Brothers quite crazy. How do you catch up with that? How do you keep up with that sort of thing? But for Prince, you know, he is an artist, and his tour manager, Alan Needs, has a quote in the book where he says... His past music is like yesterday's news, and Prince's opinion is, well, why would you read, you know, old newspapers? Right. Well, well and, and another word that pops into um, my head uh, in talking about Prince, Jason, would be savvy, because as as, as you say, um, initially, and, and, and you know, Purple, um, uh, Around the World in a Day is just one example, but there are other instances where, on general principle, he he didn't want to do the promotional vehicles and the sort of things that you would do in order to promote an album. But at some point, he, he, he would compromise a little bit and, and, and do some sort of promotional vehicle because that would, you know, not, not so much to appease, 
not so much to appease the record company, but you know, to I mean, it, it, I would say he did it for himself. Yeah, and I mean, savvy is absolutely the word, and especially if you look at the latter part of his career, he has become an absolute master of playing the game. Whenever he's got something new a new album to promote, it's always bolted onto something else. And he always does, you know, at least one major TV appearance. So around the 3121 album, he did the Brits in the UK. Uh, and that was shortly after doing the Super Bowl show in America. And, you know, he, I mean, he released Planet Earth over in the UK through a newspaper at the same time as doing his 20s, you know, it was a record-breaking 21 Nights in London stand. And when you start to get that point, savvy is absolutely the word, because the new album is almost sort of playing second fiddle to Prince just turning up. Right. <laughs> Every time Prince turns up, that's the event, and you're, you're more interested in, in the event than you are about anything else, you know? If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-915-8054. 800-915-8054. That's 800-915-8054. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.